Welcome back to the Perpetual Wealth Podcast, a show for clients of Paradigm Life. This season, we're empowering you to take control of your financial future using the core principles of the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. Now, before we dive in, a quick but essential disclaimer. While this podcast is primarily for our valued clients at Paradigm Life, it's open to anyone interested in enhancing their financial knowledge. However, please remember that our information should not be taken as a direct tax, legal, or financial advice. We strongly recommend consulting with a wealth strategist at Paradigm Life or your financial team before making any decisions based on our discussions. Today, we continue our journey into cash flow, protection, and wealth building, the foundational principles of the perpetual wealth strategy. Let's dive in and explore how to optimize your wealth and achieve financial independence. Your journey continues now. So when I was younger, a, a wee little lad, uh, I was given a subscription to this magazine called Boy's Life. And invariably, I would go right to the classified section of Boy's Life every time I got the magazine. <laughs> and in the classified section, you had these novelties. You had this Rambo knife that you has a compass on the end and you unscrew and there's like uh, matches inside. There's like a screwdriver. There's probably like an, uh, you know, one of those survival <laughs> blankets in there. Uh, and then there's like a go-kart kit. Uh, there's like one of those, there's a kit to make a, like a pedaled bicycle. But there was something I always wanted. And it was see people. see people so on there you had this you know kind of a, a makeshift like sketch of a tank you know a water tank uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> these sea people in there <laughs> and i think they ended up being brine shrimp right but they sold <laughs> they were as as sea people so that was my first i would say major purchase disappointment because obviously the two dollars I'd make from you know cutting the lawn and doing my chores per week, I had to save up. I think you know a couple months and <laughs> bought the sea people only to get the sea people, and they weren't seeing people, and it was pretty disappointing. Oh yeah, yeah. You see how traumatized my my childhood was. Oh yeah, that it sounds <laughs> it sounds horrific. Uh, expecting sea people and you get nothing but brain shrimp. All right, so we're so we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about cash flow today, and I have. A wonderful, wonderful person joining me, Jenny Steed. Jenny, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna, we're gonna lighten it up a little bit. We're gonna kind of give some stories that have formed, I would say, part of our perspective when it comes to uh, financial strategy, asset management, cash flow management. Uh, but I uh, I find that 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 story is intriguing to me because I like I don't know for whatever reason I just remember it like I remember it in, in a lot of detail. Uh, and I ended up getting the Rambo knife too. It wasn't called the Rambo knife, but it was like this survival knife that, you know, the blade would come off and it wasn't sharp. And, you know, it's just one of those, like the, it, it's uh it's fascinating to me to see just how much crap there is to, to buy, but how 
intrigued we get right by the novelty of it all like sea people or rambo knives right but now you have you know amazon that has pretty much anything under the sun that you can uh that you can buy but i think the world you know you, you think about modern society and it's essentially positioned to take our money all of it like and there's an endless thing endless like list of things to to buy Right. And, and with little effort, hardly any effort these days. Yeah. So it's one, uh, it's one click. Now you have social media and e-commerce. Anyway, we're going to, we're going to get into it because I think, you know, even though this sounds trivial, uh, I think there's merit to it, right? Because when you start to become aware of the world designed to, uh, exchange with you, okay. Obviously we're going to exchange or stuff. We're going to buy. It's part of like being fulfilled part of, you know, partaking in modern society at the same time. You can overdo it, and <laughs> always, always can overdo it. <laughs> so I remember, you know, one of my one of the first uh, jobs I had in school was uh, a credit repair company. It was a call center, and you know, I had been inspired by Rich Dad Poor Dad, and you know, uh, really figured out that sales, like learning how to sell, learning how to communicate, uh, was important. Uh, but it terrified me. Uh, before this, you know, I I lasted two weeks at. Uh, trying to set appointments for vinyl siding um, and uh, didn't uh, didn't quite made, uh, make it. But I was so committed to, because I was in college at this time, that was in high school, but in college, I was so committed to, you know, learning how to sell and having conversations with people. Uh, so I had a good time, like working with this company that helped people avoid bankruptcy and get out of debt. But I got to see just like how crazy the circumstances were that people get themselves into. And I don't think they had that is their intention, obviously. Okay. But they kind of succumb right to the irresistible pull of some of these advertisements. That's always at you every minute, all the time of every single day, even so much as Alexa. <laughs> the other day you were talking about this item. This item is available for purchase. Would you like to add that to your cart now? I was like, but even it does that without even Alexa saying it. Like, you know, if you've ever had those experiences where like you're talking about Disneyland or you're talking about Hawaii or you're talking about, you know, some book and it just shows up in an advertisement on social media. Crazy. And shows up everywhere. Yeah. Over and over and over again. That repetition sets it in your mind <laughs> and then pretty soon you have to have it. So creepy internet spying experiences. I'm probably, you guys can resonate with that. Impulsive buying. You could probably resonate with that. You know, we found so many different studies. One of the studies by Credit Donkey, uh, you know, says that the majority of people, almost 90%, uh, admit to buying things they don't need or didn't plan for. And that was like in 2017. That was that when Credit Donkey, I don't know if a Credit Donkey is around anymore, but I would imagine that that statistic is probably uh, way more robust now with everything that's gone on in the last couple of years where people are seeking fulfillment yeah. and falsely believe that those items are going to be that fulfillment, yeah. even if it's just a moment. Well, it's interesting. It's like, uh, I, don't know if there, I don't know if there's a rational process, right? Absolutely I think, not. I think, you know, the, the, how the human body is designed, our DNA is designed. It's like we want, we want to be 
consuming things. I don't know where it comes from. I think food you want to consume, obviously, because you want to stay alive. But we have impulse to just consume everything else too. I think our bodies are really old, right? And I think part of it is still saying like, hey, here's something to consume. If you don't consume, then you know you're going to die. Yeah. So a lot of the chemicals that you know produce the effects that compel us to you know behave in a certain way uh, are still going on, right? And I think people some uh, succumb to it, right? It's like the credit card debt that exists right now. Uh, overspending, I think, is is rampant. Uh, so as far as like a, a, I would say, a healthy, holistic financial life, yeah. right? Having a a strategy with the idea that you can't really change your DNA. I mean, I guess maybe in some, you know, future with what science is working on, maybe, but right now it's like, you can't. So you essentially try to resist it and budget and be cheap, right? Which I know some financial celebrities advocate that. Uh, and I think there's merit to it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, at the same time, I think you could essentially use that poll to your advantage with a good, uh, with a good strategic approach. Oh, absolutely. I mean, something even as simple as before a purchase, asking yourself a question, does this add value to my life? And if so, in what way? And if you can't answer those questions, I mean, it's super simple, super quick. Add it to your cart, let it marinate. If you forget about it, well, it clearly isn't going to add value, uh, which most of us would forget about it. Um, and then if you do come back to it, in what way is this item going to add value to my life? But that, that's just a super simple way to check in with those items that show up every day that are not even maybe even our own recommendations. Um, simple story. Uh, my, I bought a pair of drapes for my office. Really pretty drapes. And a couple weeks later, my mom shows up. And she goes, oh, wow, honey. Those are pretty drapes. I bought those same drapes. Well, it turns out those showed up in her suggestion list because she's in my phone and it shows up on her on her suggestions. And it just shows that that power of that emotional emotional resonation of those items with your people. Well, however these marketers do it, they're doing it. And I think e-commerce right? Just one of those fields that there's tons of opportunity as like a, an entrepreneur, right? Especially like Etsy, right? Where if you have some creativity, you can make signs and jewelry and t-shirts. Uh, I think it's incredible. At the same time, you know, you as a consumer, okay, you have to be aware that the world is uh, trying to get your money and that a system, whether it's a philosophy that you adopt uh, making rules for yourself, like is this something that's actually going to work? So one one thing that I realized is with you know my my two daughters, so we have a really there's a, a cool app, and there's a lot of other like Gravy Stack is a new app for kids. You have um, you know Greenlight, which is the one that I've used with my with my kids, and so they have to do chores, and they don't do chores, they don't get any money, right? And it gamifies it because the money's there, and they get to see that it's there, and it reminds them like, hey, the money's there, but you got to do your chores to get the money. And so it's, it's really cool. So it's all you know, auto transfer, really convenient. They have their own little uh, debit card. And what I came to find out is every week, right? All the money's gone. All the money's all gone. All of it. Like you get this amount of money, all of it's gone. Then next week, all of it's gone. When it started to, I was like, where's this stuff going? Then these things started to appear in the, in the mail. And they had like, you know, 
China, it's from China, right? Or Taiwan. It had like, uh, you know, Chinese lettering on there and just like crystals and jewelry and these, these things that just kind of piled up in my kid's room. So I start, so I've, I've noticed like, this is, I would say a tendency of just human beings. It's young people, it's old people. Right. And, and I don't want to prevent them from experiencing that, but what was yeah. cool with green light, right. Is that they have a mechanism where here's the amount that they're going to get every week if they do their chores, but you can carve out a certain percentage that goes into a savings account. Oh. And so it ended up, so that's what we did. And the savings just started to pile up and pile up and pile up. And then guess what happened? Then I get these requests from my kids like, dad, can I transfer savings to spending? <laughs> of course. Of course. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is what was cool is they're like, well, it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. Then what you can do with green light, which is cool is you can add an interest rate, your own interest rate. So you can, I explained to them how, you know, interest works and interest compounds. So now there's like, okay, if I buy this, I don't get that gain. I don't get interest on that. Okay. If I buy this, like it's, it's going to, you know, pile up in my room. So this like psychological thing happened. So this was, this was several years ago. And, you know, I feel that all of us really succumbed to, to, you know, COVID where it was like nothing, you know, you're, you're working, but there's nothing else extracurricular. And so I imagine a lot of the money that people were saving started to, you know, get allocated to their Amazon budget and, you know, piles of boxes started to, you know, appear on their doorstep magically. Yeah. Yep. Here's the deal. It's like, I think, I hope you guys can resonate with this. The idea is, is strategy. When you have strategy that you control, you influence, you set up, it helps curb human behavior, right? So instead of resisting it, like you want to, you want to curb it. So curbing it, you know, is very similar to what I just explained with green light, right? Which is having a mechanism, which you can control where your cash flow goes. And we've talked about it on previous episodes, but we have a, an app uh, this is a company we've uh, partnered with and aligned with. Uh, they're actually uh, from our industry. Uh, we've done joint events together, and they just came across. They've been using uh, their specific financial firm and advisory uh, to do this manually for years. But they created this kind of cash flow app where it helps redirect your cash flow. So pretty much all of the money you make goes into this. Uh, one account, this aggregated account. And then from there, it essentially has a auto transfer to a spending account. Yeah. And guess what? The idea is like, here's all the spending, spend it all. Spend 100%, right? So what it does is it helps you really, I would say, leverage and use the momentum of this, you know, I would say irresistible pull to spend Right. But it uses it right to foster good behavior because instead of saving last, you're saving first. And so they and they, you know, there's new, you know, new field of economics, behavioral economics. Uh, Richard Thaler is the you know, behavioral economist who won the psychologist who won uh, the Nobel Prize in economics. Uh, but they there's another uh, couple of professors that are at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, and uh, they uh, partnered with this app. And so they're essentially using what they understand about human behavior and finance to ensure that people have a good experience with their cash flow. And it's magical. A lot of the, you know, stories are uh, coming up where people had no savings and now they have all of this savings. And it's just a simple, it's a simple shift, right? Because that's how I look at it. You know, I've had, you know, clients in the past uh, and current clients, right, who make so much money and it's just in this account and this account, it's all over the place. 
and they end up spending very little. They don't, it's kind of like you have the overspenders, yep. then you have like the underspenders. I mean, sometimes you have like the in-between, but you have a lot of like overspending and underspending on the tails of that bell curve. That's right. And I just, I remember this, you know, client has had assets and money everywhere and he just didn't spend any of it until I showed him that he had enough money for, you know, his life and the life of his kids and life of his grandkids. <laughs> right. It wasn't that, it was that awakening that got him to realize like, wow, like I need to start spending more money. Yeah. That was their protection mechanism to put it in different places. So it wasn't immediately visible. Exactly. And then because it wasn't immediately visible. Then the lack mentality started to set in. And that spiraled from there. And there's, so, and there's accounts everywhere. Accounts yeah. like, you know, on this, and they were usually all organized in a spreadsheet, right? And super confusing to the person that was managing it. Uh, but that, this is the reason why we spent the last couple of years really figuring out uh, how to provide a, an even better experience for uh, Paradigm Life clients. That's why we built the, uh, the Paradigm Life client portal uh, on the portal. Uh, again, this is a free free for all uh, Paradigm Life clients, but you have a a one page dashboard, right, of your entire financial life, on one page, right. Most people have, uh, you know, uh, a spreadsheet or they're using a, a tool uh, that was built specifically for like just the typical financial services world, right, yep. where it has okay, you can put a bank account in there, you can put a mutual fund in there, but insurance, cash value, I mean, I, there's no place for it. Yeah, uh, an annuity, no place for it. Uh, maybe a, a uh, a rental property, no place for it. So we basically built this uh, uh, dashboard called Wealthview 360, and you could put any asset, any asset, cryptocurrency, precious metals, alternative investments, uh, rental real estate. You can evaluate all of it, uh, and essentially, it's able to measure kind of where you're at financially on uh, on one page, which on is one awesome. Page. Yeah, I mean, amazing, and nowhere else do you, is there a service that provides it all on one page. And what I found, at least with, with my clients and with myself, is when everything is scattered, we really only have seven spots in our brain where we can hold information. And a lot of people, to protect themselves, spread that out over too many, and then they can't focus and they lose focus on those peripheral ones. Well, this Wealthview 360 puts it all in one page, so you actually can see everything. When you can see everything, then you can start to make different plans for yourself and for your future. Maybe you can actually do something sooner than you thought you may mm. be able to, uh, whether it's start a business or uh, go on a, a trip with your family, whatever that might be. But when everything is visible in one area, then you're not constantly having to focus in all these other areas and you can actually focus on what is most important and that is the family and continuing to grow that family or your business or whatever that might be. And a big piece of Wealthview 360 is the cash flow section, right? So there's a there's a section that measures your cash flow, right? So it's the uh, money that is coming in and out of your financial life, and cash flow is measuring measuring uh, the net positive. It'll actually measure the net negative too, right? But obviously, you want to get into the net positive. Sure. Uh, and so the so that's kind of the one way in which we've kind of provided tools for uh, that we're providing tools for clients that really kind of help people live a more meaningful life because obviously. You know, it's a saying in, in business, which is uh, you, uh, what you measure, you get to manage. And what you can manage, you improve. So this is to help give you that outcome. And then the app I was referring to that we partner with uh, is called Currents. That's also available for uh, no cost to Paradigm Life clients. So if you go into 
your portal account. If you have not signed up for Currents, there will be instructions in the uh, the My Team section that you can access. So those are those are resources again to help live a more meaningful life, right? It's not to to be cheap and to to save and to scrimp, right? It's it's essentially to optimize your financial life so you can live in the most meaningful way. And if that means buying sea monkeys, right, or continue <laughs> to buy, you know, the novelties that you know that uh, that you enjoy that you like, the, you're able to do it in the most responsible way possible. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And really simplifying. I think today in today's world, there's so many ways that we can that steal our focus. And I mean, there's just endless things. And when we can simplify even just one small area, it feels like a small area of our life. It's amazing how much more bandwidth we have to focus on other things. And I, I really do believe that that is such a value add and takes almost no time at all to set it up in the beginning and to continue to manage that. And what's also neat is that you can see the progress that's made. The other issue with your things being scattered all over the place, you're not seeing the progress that you're making. And when we don't see the progress that we're making, it can feel disheartening and we don't really know where else to go. Okay, Jenny, thank you for being here. It's been an awesome conversation. Yeah, thank you, Pat. This is uh, awesome. There's uh there's something we want to end with, and it is a it's actually a video. We have a playlist on our YouTube channel. It's financial humor, and we actually found a clip uh, of humor for sea monkeys, but I don't think that would be appropriate to put on the, <laughs> on the Paradigm Life channel. But there is one that talks about uh, credit card debt, talks about spending and overspending, and it's a, a Saturday Night Live skit. So we're gonna play it for you now. And you can also go to the show notes of the podcast and find the link to actually watch the video itself. Uh, but that's it for today. And now to our concluding video slash audio. Oh, I just can't get these numbers to add up. It's like we're never going to get out of this hole. Credit card debt. Does it ever end? <laughs> Maybe I can help. We sure could use it. We've tried debt consolidation companies. We've even taken out loans to help make payments. Well, you're not the only ones. Did you know millions of Americans live with debt they cannot control? That's why I developed this unique new program for managing your debt. It's called Don't Buy Stuff You Cannot Afford. Oh, let me see that. If you don't have any money, you should not buy anything. Hmm, sounds interesting. Sounds confusing. I don't know, honey. This makes a lot of sense. There's a whole section here on how to buy expensive things using money you save. Give me that. And where would you get this saved money? I tell you where and how in chapter three. Okay, but what if I want something but I don't have any money? You don't buy it. Well, let's say I don't have enough money to buy something. Should I buy it anyway? No. <laughs> now I'm really confused. It's a little confusing at first. Well, what if you have the money? Can you buy something? Yes. Now take the money away. Same story? Nope. You shouldn't buy stuff when you don't have the money. I think I got it. I buy something I want and then hope that I can pay for it, right? <laughs> no. You make sure you have money, then you buy it. Oh. Then you buy it. But shouldn't you buy it before you have the money? No. Why not? 
It's in the book. It's only one page long. <laughs> the advice is priceless, and the book is free. Wow, I like the sound of that. Yeah, we can put it on our credit card. <laughs> so get out of debt now. Write for your free copy of Don't Buy Stuff You Cannot Afford. And if you order now, you'll also receive Seriously. If you don't have the money, don't buy it. Along with a 12-month subscription to Stop Buying Stuff magazine. So order today.